on um, uh, a title that I uh, kind of came up with, and it said it's a uh, breaking in the making. And um, I got this thought in prayer one day, and I say prayer. It was, to be honest, almost a pity party. You know, has anyone ever been there? Where they're just telling God everything that's going wrong in their life, telling Him, I'm going through this, Lord, as if He don't know what we're going through. And um, so I was having a woe is me moment. And through it all, I got the words of encouragement that said, I'm trying to break you. I'm trying to make you. And so I've clung to that since that since then. And through every hardship that comes around, I, I just remind myself, this isn't God trying to break me. He's trying to make me to be the person that I need to be for him. And so he wasn't, I wasn't broken. I was the opposite. I was a breaking in the making. And so whenever I was thinking about this and you can go all throughout the Bible and find people that you could say were broken. But my mind went to Joseph. And um, we all know the story of Joseph. He was, if anyone was broken, I think of Joseph. He was sold by his brothers, stripped of his coat and sold. He was thrown in prison by Potiphar for something he didn't even do. And he was forgotten in prison for two years after he was promised not to be forgotten. And the Bible says he finally stood before Pharaoh at the age of 30. And he was sold whenever he was 17. So that's 13 years of trial that Joseph went through. Constant trial and tribulation. And whenever he came out of prison and he was reunited with his brothers in Genesis 45 and 5, it says, Now therefore, be not grieved nor angry with yourselves that ye have sold me hither. For God did send me before you to preserve life. And in verse 7 it says, And God sent me before you to preserve you a prosperity in the earth and save your lives by, the, by a great deliverance. So now it was not you that sent me hither, but God. And he hath made me father to Pharaoh and the Lord of all his house and the ruler throughout all the land of Egypt. Joseph recognized that it was God that sent him, God that allowed him to be there through all the breaking. The breaking had to happen in his life for the making to be fulfilled. And um, when uh, he had to go through that breaking in that prison experience to be ready for the palace promise. He, we may not understand everything you go through. I know Joseph could, probably didn't understand after he had the dream. He probably didn't understand why am I in prison? Why am I, why am I here, God? But it's not God breaking you. He's making you. He's preparing you to be the person he needs you to be to reach the people you need to reach to grow the kingdom he needs to grow. And in order to, in order for that all to be fulfilled, the breaking had to happen. The stripping away from our will had to happen. And Joseph didn't blame or resent the breaking. It said in verse 5, God, for God did send me. And in verse 7, God sent me before you. And in verse 8 again, it says, so it, now it was not you that sent me hither, but it was God. It may have been the, the brother's choice to sell him, but it was used by God for his glory. <laughs> he had to go through that in order to be the Joseph that God needed him to be. So through everything he went through, it was allowed by God. It was God needed that to happen to shape him into the Joseph he needed to be. And I mean, everything that I've gone through, he's allowed me to go through things 
that I didn't understand at the time. But it was him stripping away my will. Him stripping away the love that I had for my will to turn into the love of his will. He was making me into the person that I needed to be. Shaping me for the next chapter of my life. And I mean, whenever we get caught up, it doesn't... Ultimately, it doesn't matter whether we feel like this trial is coming, God is allowing this to happen, or we feel like it's straight the devil that's allowing this to happen. It all has to pass through God's hands. And so, yeah, it may hurt, but my Bible says those who sow in tears shall reap in joy. Meaning if you continue in your struggle, you're going to come out victorious. So if you don't understand it or like it, God is all working it out for his glory. A verse that I've gone to so many times recently, it's Jesus, in John 13 and 7, it's Jesus talking, and he says, What I do now, thou knowest not now, but thou shall know hereafter. We may not understand everything that we go through now, but in due time. If you'll allow... If you allow him to continue to break you, even if it hurts, and you'll just hold on and say, I can take that next step. I can take that next step, God. I'm just going to hold on, and I'm just going to keep going because I know it's all for your glory. I know it's all for your glory. I don't care. I've come too far to give up now. What if Joseph would have said, hey, God, I'm, I'm tired of being in the prison. I'm, I'm throwing in the towel. What if Joseph would have said, I give up? He wouldn't have. He wouldn't have been able to bring his brothers out of the land. Out of the land, God had to have that prison experience for him to be the Joseph he needed to be. And I mean, he he knew what God called him to do. He had the dream and he clung to it. And so, whenever the devil creeps in, and I mean, trust me, he will. Um, and it feels like all hell's against you and you just feel broken, you have to look at the devil and say, no, devil, I know what God's called me to do. I know the person he's called me to be. And you have to stand on his word and know for yourself that you're not going to give up. No matter what comes your way, no matter what tribulation comes your way, you have to cling to it and say, no, I know. I know what God's called me to be. And I'm not going to stop until I'm there. We, we have a church that's been occupied by people that are okay with that old touch that he's given. And the people that are so stuck in their brokenness that they're okay with what they had before. They're okay with the touch that they had two years ago. But I believe that there's a remnant that's about to rise up that's going to say, no, I'm not going to stop right here. I'm going to keep going because I know my God has called me to be something. And I'm going to keep, I'm going to continue on this trial no matter how hard it gets because I, I know I'm going to be used for his kingdom. And so if we'll stop focusing on our brokenness and keep moving forward, I believe that there's going to be some more Josephs rise up out of this, those times of brokenness. So I may not see the whole picture. I may not know everything that's going to happen, but I know my God does. I may not I may not see what tomorrow holds, but I know who holds tomorrow. In order to be ready for the promise, it Joseph had to be crushed first. So for us to reach our full potential, 
we must be crushed first. Our will must be crushed. For the olive to reach its full potential, it had to be crushed. It had to be squeezed to, make it, to be made into the oil. So we have to be stripped of our will. We have to give over the love of our will and the convincing ourselves that we know God's will whenever it's really not true. Because I've been there. I've convinced myself that I knew the will of God, but it, it wasn't that. It was, I, it, that was myself. That was me loving my will over his, the Father's. And so through all that, that, all that brings is pain and suffering. If we'll just continue on our fight and remember that through all the broken times that we feel, if, it, if you just hold on and remember that it's Tim making you through it all. Him stripping you of what needs to be gone in order to make you who you need to be. So if I can just leave you with one thing tonight, I just want to challenge you to trust God through all your breaking for your making. Well, praise God. I believe that breaking was worth it. That 13 years in prison was worth every single minute. Hallelujah. It's good to be in the house of the Lord tonight. Thank you, Pastor Sullivan, for allowing us to be here. Harvest Time School of Ministry allowed me to stand behind this pulpit and preach tonight. It is an honor. I thank you very much. And I thank God for getting us here safe, keeping us safe. Everything he's done on this tour, it's been amazing. I wish y'all could hear some of the testimonies. Glory to God. If you have your Bibles tonight, could you turn to Matthew 24? Hallelujah. It is good to be here. I thank God he's already been moving in this house. I believe it. Matthew chapter 24, verse 13. It says, But he that shall endure until the end, the same shall be saved. I believe more now than any time ever that we are in the last days. Amen. That this is the end of time. But there's a promise for them that endure yes. till the end. Yes. That they will be saved. If you could stretch your hands toward heaven, pray with me tonight. Lord, I thank you so much for allowing us to come into your house. Lord, to praise you, to worship you, to lift your name up on high. Lord, right where it belongs, you are worthy of praise, honor, and glory. Lord, we lift you up. But we ask tonight, Lord, you'd move in this service. Anoint these lips to preach your word. Lord, as you've called them, anoint the congregation to hear and to receive. Lord, everything you would have them to, Lord, I pray, move by your Holy Ghost. Lord, if anybody lost has found their way into this house, Lord, I pray that they be saved. Lord, filled with your Holy Ghost, Lord, I pray that lives be changed tonight by your almighty power. Lord, have your way in this service, and I give you all praise, honor, and glory right now. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. You may be seated. I believe it's God's will for every single person in this house to endure to the end, and I want to give you a few points, I believe, that will help you to do so. One thing I believe you've got to do to endure to the end is learn to get alone with God. In Luke 5 and 16, it says, And he withdrew himself into the wilderness and prayed. Now this is talking about Jesus, the Son of God. Jesus, the Son of God, withdrew himself into the wilderness and prayed. If he had to do that, how much more do I need to learn how to get alone with Jesus and 
and, and pray to him, get to know him. That is the only way you're going to get to do that. I believe that there's a certain place you go with the Lord that can only be reached alone. You, you need your pastor. You need your friends. You need your family. I believe that wholeheartedly. But they can only get you so far. I believe you need to listen to every single thing your preacher says. Read this word. But there are things God wants to speak to you. I'm, I, I remember a few years ago I was going through something. And, and I, I skipped lunch a few times and I went to the prayer room. I remember praying, I'm praying, Lord, I need to hear from you. I needed peace about something. And I know what the word of God says. It, it says he's Jehovah, Rapha, the Lord is, or Jehovah, <laughs> Jehovah Shiloh, the Lord is peace. And that he's the Prince of Peace. But I, need, I needed to know. I needed to hear from God. And as much as I wanted to hear my friends, my friends didn't tell me nothing. They didn't. I mean, they're always there. They encourage you. But I had to hear from God. And the only way you're going to be able to do that is you have to block every single thing out. There can be nothing in between you and Him. Can't afford for there to be anything in between you and Him. I remember praying, begging God to speak to me, and He did. I'll never forget the words He told me. He said, if you follow me, I will give you peace. And I've clung to those words, and the only reason I ever heard them is because I got alone with him. I believe you're not going to make it unless you learn to get alone with him. But there is a promise. You shall be saved. Another thing I believe is you must learn to be strong. Second Chronicles 15 and 7 says, Be strong, therefore, and let not your hands be weak, for your work shall be rewarded. Well, what must I do to be strong? Well, I believe, Clendenit says it all the time, what's true in the physical is also true in the spiritual. You got to work out. <laughs> and you got to eat right. Well, how do I work out? How do I work my spiritual muscles out? I believe we can go back and read that word that says, be doers of the word, not hearers only. Looking at what the word of God says and doing it, putting it into practice. When he says you shall be witnesses, being a witness, being filled with power. And you got to eat right. I believe you need to read this word every single day. Read it, digest it, get into it, study it. And, and this one right here, I, I like this. Get full of the Holy Ghost. This is Assembly God Church. We believe in the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And not just once. That ain't going to cut it. You got to get full... Stay full. My goodness. Uh, Brother, Brother Ravenhill said it. I believe that we're humans. We leak. That's why you got to get full every day. Pray through. Psalm 23, 5 says, The Lord anoints my head with oil, and my cup runneth over. Pray through to your running over. He wants to fill you. It is God's perfect will, I believe, for every child of God to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Third point, be vigilant. First Peter 5 and 8 says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. He's coming after you. He wants you. 
That word vigilant means keeping careful watch for possible danger or difficulties. And the word says, watch ye and pray lest ye enter into temptation. For the spirit truly is ready, but the flesh is weak. Now, if you know the word of God, if you've been studying, you've been eating right, you ain't going to be surprised when the devil comes after you. He's not going to take you by surprise. When you have on the armor of God, the full armor, the helmet of salvation, breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith, the sword of the spirit. This is our weapon. Hallelujah. A weapon that the devil cannot defeat. When you have that on, I believe there's no way that the devil's going to get you. It says that you could withstand the wiles of the devil. And he's going to try to get you. He's going to try to deceive you. I preached last week about the devil's devices. He wants to deceive you. He wants to tempt you. He wants to discourage you. But you must be vigilant. You must be guarding, on guard, actively. There was a study done in 2009 on 1,871 Christians. And 46% of them believe that the devil is real. And 55% of them believe the Bible to be right. Completely accurate. And people say the devil ain't coming after you. That's in the church. That's not in the world. I would almost say that more people in the world believe than that. Don't be deceived. And my fourth thing... So I believe you got to learn to wait on God. Psalm 27, 14 says, Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. In Isaiah 40, 31, I believe we all know it, says, But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. My musicians and singers could go back, please. I believe there's such an importance in learning how to be patient. Learning to wait. Sometimes God's going to put you on the back burner. He's not ignoring you. He's not forsaking you. But as Sister Cameron put it so beautifully, we've got to be broken. How many is a breaking in the making tonight? I heard, uh, I heard a man say it like this one time. If, if you pray and ask God for patience, what is he going to give you? Patience or the opportunity to be patient? When you ask God, Lord, break me, he's going to give you an opportunity. You must take it. Because it's worth it. His timing is perfect. You must learn to trust in Him. But he who shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. I can say I believe it fully that any amount of pain you go through is worth it. Heaven will be worth it. Church, heaven will be worth it. I believe it without a shadow of a doubt. Could you please stand? Bow your head and close your eyes.